Come on, come on, come on, sir. Give me your hand, sir. Give me your hand, sir. An early stirrer by the rude. And how doth my good cousin silence? Good morrow, good cousin shallow. And how doth my cousin your bedfellow? And your fairest daughter and mine, my goddaughter Ellen? Alas, the black oozle, cousin shallow. Oh, by yea, uh, no, sir. I dare say my cousin William is become a good scholar. He is at Oxford still, is he not? Indeed, sir, to my cost. Well, I must then to the inns of court shortly. I was once of Clement's Inn, where I think they will talk of mad shallow yet. You were called Lusty Shallow then, cousin. By the mass, I was called anything, and I would have done anything indeed, too, and roundly, too. (laughs) There was I and little John Doit of Staffordshire and Black George Barnes and Francis Pickbone and Will Squeal, a Cotswold man, Oh, you had not four such swinge bucklers and all the ends of court again. And I may say to you, we knew where the Bonarobas were and had the best of them all at commandment. Then was Jack Falstaff, now Sir John, a boy and page to Thomas Mowbray, Duke of Norfolk. This Sir John, cousin, that comes hither and on about soldiers. The same, Sir John, the very same. I see him break Scoggins' head at the court gate when it was a crack not this high. And the very same day did I fight with one Samson Stockfish, a fruiter behind Gray's Inn. Yesu, yesu, the mad days that I have spent. Oh, and to see how many of my old acquaintance are dead. We shall all follow, cousin. Oh, certain tis, certain, very sure, very sure. Death, as the psalmist saith, is certain to all, all shall die. How a good yoke of bullocks at Stamford Fair. My troth, I was not there. Death is certain. Is old Double of your town living yet? Dead, sir. Oh, Jesu, Jesu, dead? Oh, he drew a good bow and dead? Oh, he shot a fine shoot. John Agot loved him well and betted much money on his head. Dead? Oh, he would have clapped in the clout at twelve score and carried you a forehand shaft, uh, fourteen and fourteen and a half, that it would have done a man's heart good to see. How a score of yous now? Thereafter as they be, a score of good yous may be worth ten pounds. And is old double dead? Here come two of Sir John Falstaff's mares, I think. Oh, good morrow, honest gentleman. I beseech you, uh, which is Justice Shallow? 
I am Robert Shallow, sir, a poor esquire of this county and one of the king's justices of the peace. <laughs> what is your good pleasure with me? My captain, sir, commends him to you. My captain, sir, John Falstaff, uh, a tall gentleman by heaven and a most gallant leader. Oh, he greets me well, sir. I knew him a good back swordsman. How does the good knight? May I ask how my lady, his wife, does? Uh, sir, pardon. A soldier is better accommodated than with a wife. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is well said in favor. Mm -hmm. oh, and it is well said indeed, too. <laughs> better accommodated. <laughs> it is good, yea, indeed it is. Good phrases are surely and ever were very commendable. <laughs> accommodated. It comes of Akamodo. Very good, a good phrase. Pardon, sir, I, I have heard the word, phrase you call it? By this day, I know not the phrase, but I will maintain the word with my sword to be a soldier-like word and a word of exceeding good command by heaven, accommodated. That is when a man is, as they say, accommodated, or when a man is being whereby he may be thought to be accommodated, which is an excellent thing. Which is very just. <laughs> oh, look, here comes good Sir John. Give me your good hand. Give me your worship's good hand. Oh, by my troth, you look well and bear your years very well. Welcome, good Sir John. I am glad to see you well, good Master Robert Shallow. Uh, Master Showcard, as I think? Oh, no, Sir John, it is my cousin Silence in commission with me. A good Master Silence. It well befits you should be of the peace. <laughs> Your good worship is welcome. Fire, this is hot weather, gentlemen. Have you provided me here half a dozen sufficient men? Oh, Mary, have we, sir? Will you sit? <laughs> Let me see them, I beseech you. <laughs> where's the roll? Oh, where's the roll? Where's the roll? Oh, let me see, let me see. So, 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 so. Oh, yes, um, no. Mary, sir. Rafe Moldy. Let them appear as I call. Let them do so. Let them do so. Let me see. Where is Moldy? Here and please you. Oh, what think you, Sir John? A good-limbed fellow, young, strong, and of good friends. Is thy name Moldy? Yea, and please you. Tis the more time thou art used. <laughs> Excellent of faith, oh, <laughs> things that are moldy lack use. <laughs> very singular good in faith. Well said, Sir John, very well said. Prick <laughs> him. I was pricked well enough before, and you could have let me alone. 
My old dame will be undone now for one to do her husbandry and her drudgery. You need not have pricked me. There are other men fitter to go out than I. Go to, peace, Moldy. You shall go, Moldy. It is time you are spent. Spent? Peace, fellow, peace. Stand aside. Know you where you are? For the other, Sir John, uh, let me see. Um, Simon Shadow. Yea, Mary, uh, let me have him to sit under. He's like to be a cold soldier. Where's Shadow? Here, sir. Shadow, whose son art thou? My mother's son, sir. Thy mother's son, like enough, and thy father's shadow. So the son of the female is the shadow of the male. It is often so indeed, but not of the father's substance. Do you like him, Sir John? Shadow will serve for summer, uh, prick him. But we have a number of shadows, Philip, the muster book. <laughs> Thomas what? Where's he? Here, sir. Is thy name Wart? Yea, sir. Thou art a very ragged Wart. Shall I prick him, Sir John? It were superfluous, for his apparel is built upon his back, and the whole frame stands upon pins. Prick him no more. Oh, you can do it, sir. You can do it. Oh, I commend you well. Francis Feeble. Here, sir. What trade art thou, Feeble? A uh, woman's tailor, sir. Shall I prick him, sir? You may, but if he had been a man's tailor, he'd have pricked you. <laughs> Wilt thou make as many holes in an enemy's battle as thou hast done in a woman's petticoat? I will do my goodwill, sir. You can have no more. Well said, good woman's tailor. Well said, courageous feeble. <laughs> thou wilt be as valiant as the wrathful dove, or most magnanimous mouse. <laughs> Prick the woman's tailor well, Master Shallow, deep, Master Shallow. I would wart might have gone, sir. I would thou worth a man's tailor, that thou mightest mend him and make him fit to go. I cannot put him to a private soldier, that is the leader of so many thousands. Let that suffice, most forcible feeble. It shall suffice, sir. I am bound to thee, Reverend Feeble. Who is next? Peter Bullcalf of the Green. Oh, yeah, Mary. Uh, let's see, Bullcalf. <coughs> Here, sir. <coughs> oh, for God, a likely fellow. <laughs> Cut. Pick Bullcalf till he roar again. Uh, <coughs> oh, Lord. Good, my Lord, Captain. What? Dost thou roar before thou art pricked? <coughs> oh, Lord, I, I am a diseased man. <coughs> what disease hast thou? A horse and cold, sir, a, a cough, sir, which I, I caught with ringing in the king's affairs upon his coronation day, sir. Come, thou shalt go to the wars in a gown. We will have away thy cold, and I will take such order that thy friend shall ring for thee. Is here all? 
Well, here is two more called than your number. You must have but four here, sir. And so I pray you go in with me to dinner. Come, I will go drink with you, but I cannot carry dinner. I'm glad to see you, my short master, show. Oh, Sir John, do you remember since we lay all night in the windmill in St. George's Field? Oh, no more of that, Master Shallow. Oh, was a merry night. Oh, and is Jane Nightwork alive? Well, she lives, Master Shallow. Oh, she never cut away with me. Never, never. She would always say she could not abide, Master Shallow. Oh, by the mass, I could anger her to the heart. She was then a bonaroba. <laughs> Doth she hold her own will? Uh, old, old, Master Shallow. Well, nay, she must be old. She cannot choose but be old. Well, certain she's old and had Robin Nightwork by old Nightwork before I came to Clement's End. That's 55 year ago. Oh, cousin Silence. That thou hadst seen that, that this night and I have seen. Ha, Sir John, said I well? We have heard the chimes at midnight, Master Shallow. Oh, that we have, that we have, that we have. Oh, in faith, Sir John, we have. Our watchword was hem, boys. <laughs> come, let's do dinner. Come, let's do dinner. Jesus, the days that we have seen. Come, come. Good master corporate Bartle. Stand my friend. And here's four hairy ten shillings and French crowns for you. In very truth, sir, I had as lief be hanged, sir, as, as go. Uh, and yet, for mine own part, sir, I, I do not care, but rather because I am unwilling, and for mine own part, have a desire to stay with my friends. Else, sir, I, I did not care for mine own part so much. Go to stand aside. And good master corporal captain, for my old dame's sake, Stand, my friend. She has nobody to do anything about her when I am gone. She's old and cannot help herself. You shall have 40, sir. Go to, stand aside. By my troth, I care not. A man can die but once. We owe God a death. I'll ne'er bear a base mind, and it be my destiny so, and it be not so. No man's too good to serve his prince, and let it go which way it will. He that dies this year is quit for the next. Well said. Thou'rt a good fellow. Uh, faith, I'll bear no base mind. Come, sir. Which men shall I have? Four of which you please. Sir, a word with you? I have three pound to free Moldy and Bullcalf. Oh, go to. Well. Well, come, Sir John, which four will you have? Do you choose for me? Mary's in, um, Moldy, Bullcalf, Feeble, and Shadow. Moldy and Bullcalf. For you, Moldy, stay at home to your past service. And for your part, Bullcalf, grow to come unto it. I will none of you. Sir John, Sir John, 
do not yourself wrong. They are your likeliest men, and I would have you served with the best. Will you tell me, Master Shallow, how to choose a man? Care I for the limb, the thews, the stature, bulk, and big semblance of a man? Give me the spirit, Master Shallow. Here's Ward. You see what a ragged appearance it is. I shall charge you and discharge you with the motion of a pewterer's hammer. Come off and on swifter than he that gibbets on the brewer's bucket. And this same half-faced fellow, Shadow, give me this man. <laughs> he presents no mark to the enemy. Full man may, with as great aim, level at the edge of a penknife. For retreat, how swiftly will this feeble the woman's tailor run off? Oh, give me the spare men, and spare me the great ones. Put me a caliber into Wart's hand, Bardolph. Hold, Wart. Traverse. Thus, thus, thus. Come, manage me your caliber. So, very well. Go to, very good, exceeding good. Oh, give me always a little lean, old, chopped, bald shot. Well said in faith, water. Thou art a good scab. Uh, hold, uh, there's a tester for thee. He is not his crafts, master. He doth not do it right. I remember at Mile in Green, when I lay at Clement's Inn, I was then Sir Dagonet and Arthur show. There was a little quiver fellow, and he would manage you his piece thus, and would about and about, and come you in, and come you in, ratata would I say, bounce, would I say, and again would uh, go, and then would I come. Uh, oh, I shall never see such a fellow. These fellows will do well, Master Shallow. God keep you, Master Silent. I will not use many words with you. Fare you well, gentlemen, both. I thank you. I must a dozen miles tonight. Bardolph, give the soldiers coats. Oh, Sir John, the Lord bless you. God prosper your affairs. God send us peace. At your return, visit our house. Let our old acquaintance be renewed. Per adventure, I will with ye to the court. For God, would you would. Go to, I have spoke at a word. God keep you. Fare you well, gentle gentlemen. On, Bardolph, lead the men away. As I return, I will fetch off these justices. I do see the bottom of justice shallow. Lord, Lord, our subject we old men are to the vice of lying. The same starved justice hath done nothing but prate to me of the wildness of his youth and the feats he hath done about Turnbull Street. And every third word a lie, doer paid to the hearer than the Turk's tribute. I do remember him at Clementine, like a man made after supper cheese paring. When he was naked, he was for all the world like a forked radish, with a head fantastically carved upon it with a knife. And was so forlorn 
that his dimensions to any fixed sight were invisible and was the very genius of famine, yet lecherous as a monkey. And the whores called him Mandrake. <laughs> it came ever in the rearward of the fashion and sung those tunes to the overscutcheoned housewives that he had heard the Carmen whistle and swore that they were his fancy or his good night. And now is this vice's dagger become a squire and talks as familiarly of John of Gaunt as if he had been sworn brother to him. And I'll be sworn, I never saw him but once in the tilt yard. And then he burst his head for crowding among the marshal's men. I saw it and told John of Gaunt he beat his own name. For you might have thrust him and all his apparel into an eel skin. The case of a treble hot boy was a mansion for him, of course. And now has he land and beef? Well, I'll be acquainted with him if I return. And shall go hard, but I'll make him a philosopher's two stones to me. If the young dace be a bait for the old pike, I see no reason in the law of nature, but I may snap at him till time shape and there an end.